Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. What's up, y'all? This Shaquille Bear, Super Bowl 50 and 55 champ. I want to let y'all know y'all listen to one of the best sports shows out there right now. And thanks for tuning in to the Rough Cut Sportscast. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Rough Cut Sportscast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, joined as always by your boy, AJ. Johnson and below me, we got the smoothest voice in sports casting. Dylan, JB, finally 21 Kearns. Hey. And- <laughs> that was good. That was good. And of course, in the bottom right corner, we've got my best friend, Mr. One Vote to All the Votes, the Mukesiah himself, Aaron Mukes. What's up, boys? Beautiful June. Well, actually, it's not a beautiful day. It's been raining yeah, everywhere, right? all over, nonstop. But it's June 24th here. We got a Thursday show coming up. AJ, what's up with you, buddy? How are you doing today? You know, I'm vibing. I'm vibing. I spent a great long time last night putting in some extra work, getting some extra wraps. I put together this uh, package and covering the NBA draft lottery. I'm pretty proud of it. Uh, I was going to show it off to this legendary sportscaster, but, you know, I I guess I just wasn't big time (laughs) enough. They didn't want to see it. So, you know, it's cool, but I'm good. You know, I got the work. So what you're saying is you better load that thing up in the dock. So final countdown rolls around. Everyone here in the chat can watch your beautiful, amazing NBA draft coverage video. I'll see what I can do. I mean, you can go right now if you want. I did not mean. So we'll go go right now. We'll go hot right now. No, 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 no. We'll save that for. Oh, look at this guy. Oh, oh wow. Hey. Oh, look at this guy. Oh. Wow. And you, and you know what? You've come, you've come so far. You've yep. come so far. Me? You've come Guys, so far. Stop it. Stop it. I, yeah. You're right. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could write a better tease for that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, honestly, I was playing it like every other thing we've ever loaded up in this dock. I thought that would take five to seven minutes, not five nope. to seven seconds. So it, I wasn't prepared it for it to hard. be that good. It hits hard, but we've got a great show ahead of us. I got to jump to you, Dylan, and ask you, how are you feeling now that you're 21? What? Why'd you delete it? Why'd you delete it from the dock? Well, like we just Keep said, it it's going to take five seconds. When you're ready, it's ready. <laughs> Dylan, you're 21 now, buddy. I am. How does it feel? It feels uh, good. It feels good. I, I can literally do anything now. There's no restrictions to anything that I can do, at least uh, from an age standpoint. I know this is coming out. <laughs> go, of that, go try to rent a car. Yep. Yeah, you you're right. 25, 25. Go try 25. to rent a room on a cruise ship. Yeah. I don't think I have common sense. Try to have common sense. That's how I was like when I was, when I was 20, like as I got older and I hit 25, I was like, well, shit. I don't have anything left. It's all downhill from here. I'm on the wrong side of 20 now, and it's it's all downhill. I'll end up turning turning out and not be not be good. I mean, that's not still true. Good. That 21 is the wrong side of 20 for sure. No, 25 is that. the wrong. 26 where I'm at right now is the wrong side of 20 because 25 and below, 
you're good. You, you're fine. Well, 25 I, I, and later is or 26 and later. It's well, I don't some know. questions. 26 Unless and later, you get a lot of perks. It's a lot of perks. 26 and later, right? Your you get that senior citizen. Discount? Your insurance goes down. You know, you're, you're more. Um, how can I say you? They, they think you're more responsible. You know, just people in general <laughs> think you're more responsible when you're that age. So there are some, there Nonsense. are some plus sides to, to being, you know, over 20. Nonsense. Nonsense. We have a great show ahead of us, though, folks. We are doing what we were supposed to do last night. Now, tonight, we are comparing the NHL and the NBA and bringing those two sports together. We kind of looked at the chat the past few weeks and we saw the big uh, the pop we got for when we when we kind of tied in other sports to make it up easier to understand. Now we have a whole show dedicated to that, to bring every single sports fan together. Cause that's what we do here at the rough cut. Before we get into anything though, I want to remind everybody to head on over to our YouTube page and subscribe to this show. Help support the boys. Really? You just hitting that subscribe button goes such a long way. It, it really does go such a long way. Tune in also on YouTube as well. Help us out there. But head on over there and hit that subscribe button and, and, and tune in. I have a question of the day, though, for you gentlemen here. And it ties in both sports. And it is who is the best team in the playoffs right now? And this is looking at both sports, NHL and NBA. There's been the consensus answers of Tampa or, or Phoenix or Milwaukee. I threw Carey Price in there because, well, he's great, too. But Aaron. Who is the best team right now in well, no, the in play in the playoffs? Number one, I am going to. That is not <laughs> wow. again. Oh, again, oh. again. AJ is not in the right spot in the dock. AJ is not in the right spot. I need him over where Dylan is, and I need Aaron where AJ is. That's what I need. This, Leave. This, and is, come getting, back. this is getting out of control. <laughs> really getting there, and you should be in it twice, AJ, because. I didn't see the Atlanta Hawks on that graphic. And and oh, yeah. they are, no, no, and no. they are now up 1-0 on Milwaukee and we're not even giving them any love. Now with that being said, I just said that for AJ so he can start thinking about it because I'm actually going to take the Milwaukee Bucks. And I know, I know ah. they lost game 1, okay? I understand they lost game 1. This is this is the NBA. This is what the NBA does. They got to make this series go 6 or 7 games. Milwaukee has the best player left in the NBA, and that's Giannis right now. Um, and I'm not discounting Chris Paul; he's great. But I think I think the Milwaukee Bucks are the team that is that's the team to beat in the in in basketball. Tampa Bay is great, but they're going to a seven game series against the Islanders. And then obviously you got the Canadians who are. We'll, we'll get into them a little bit later. They're kind of out of nowhere. But I, I felt like AJ should be disrespected because the Hawks aren't on that list. They just they deserve to be there but Milwaukee is the best team left and they'll prove it once this series is over. Well, would you, would you rather have me put that? Cause I wanted to make sure I had two hockey and two basketball on there and I threw and I'll pull the graphic up again for those. Just I don't tuning need in. your excuses who, on how you want to build who, the graphic. Who, you take, just, who would you take off this though? Who do you take off? Um, I mean, none of them. I mean, Carrie I mean, price would be the only now. I, I would oh, not true. I would not have taken off any of them, but I would have made sure that the Hawks were included after winning. So I should have crammed one. more in. Yeah. I should have crammed more the logo right behind, right in the middle, so the wings of the Hawks <laughs> are behind the other two players talking about the priorities and the best. You want to talk about the best team left in the playoffs? It's the Phoenix Suns. Ah. Phoenix Suns are the best teams left in the playoffs. What this is one of the more complete teams I've seen 
in in these in these playoffs since they started. And I would I would I wanted to kind of talk about Tampa Bay, but with the Nikita Kucherov in, injury, we don't know what's going on. I'm a little nervous about Game Seven. Yeah, Beth, you called Game Seven. That's fine. Let's see how the series ends. But the Phoenix Suns, the way they took care of the Clippers in the first two games, and I know they were close, but without Chris Paul, the fight that they've had. The leadership Chris Paul has brought and the fact that these guys still put it in and out on the court every single night and getting Chris Paul back tonight, I think they're going to continue to show they're one of the more complete teams. And I'm excited. I really hope it's I really hope it's them in the finals. And I, I'm pretty sure it will be. But every time I talk good about somebody, they go ahead and screw it up. Every time I talk bad about somebody, they go ahead and prove me wrong. So, you know, I'm destined to fail. <laughs> I need to talk bad about the Rangers. I I need to talk bad about the Rangers next season, please, buddy. Please. And I love the Rangers. They're so fantastic at everything they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dylan, what about you? Who do you think is the best team in the playoffs right now? I'm glad that we all have differentiating opinions on this because I think it's hands down the Tampa Bay Lightning. We already saw them win a Stanley Cup last year, and they're a great hockey team. I know the Kucherov injury is going to draw some attention, see what happens before he goes into tomorrow's Game 7. But regardless, you have to look at this as a whole. They're the deepest team on any roster in the playoffs right now. They have a fantastic goaltender in Andre Vasilevsky who's going to stand on his head in Game 7. And you look at this Lightning team, there's depth up and down the lineup. They're getting scoring from everybody, and Braden Point is just an absolute monster. So if you're taking anyone, it's the Tampa Bay Lightning, and it pains me to say this, but I think that they're going to dance their way all the way to the Stanley Cup and win the Stanley Cup. Ooh. Hope you're right. Ooh, wow. Hope well, right. you know, Dylan, um, you also said that the Islanders' second goal yesterday was the last goal they were going to score yeah, at Dylan, home and then and then picks. they scored again and won the game so i i don't know if i could trust you although you do have a good actually it's really good i was actually really upset when he said that because i actually kind of <laughs> knew that was the uh si- the signing of the dotted line <laughs> that they were going to get that game is uh, Dil- uh, is it is it fair to say now that dylan is like the kiss of death when it comes to like wanting your teams to do good is it is that well, is that well, fair to say you say that because even on Diamond Talk the other day, he starts talking about Tampa Bay's ERA, and then they go out and they win like 10 to 1 yesterday against the Red Sox <laughs> or something. Uh, so, you know, just keep on talking, Dylan. A lot of good things happen when you say things. You know what they did that night? Throat. They lost that night, right? They lost against Boston. They did, Hell and then yeah, they heard your take, and then the next day they only gave up a run or two. Good. I'm sparking a fire mm. in the clubhouse. This guy, I'm, I'm sure that who's the who's the race manager right now? Who's Kevin the race Cash. manager? Kevin Cash. That he he's watching the show. Yeah, that's what that's what it is. To be honest, this is what I love to to go with. We have a rough cut bump. That's what it is. It's the rough cut bump. And what happens is is when we either shit talk or when we talk good, they get the bump, and that's kind of what happens. And we're kind of a bit that that's that's what we do. I I you know Dylan, you you brought up the fact that that, that there's like parody here and and everyone picked a different team i'm also going with the tampa lightning and i i i wanted to say i don't think it's close because when i look i i don't i don't see a flaw whenever i look down, up and down tampa's lineup mm-hmm. it, like it can anyone else point out a flaw in Tam- with the tampa lightning well I mean, the fact the, fact, the flaw at, at this point seven. is they're going to a game seven <laughs> yeah. three to three against the islanders like I, I don't After know how you beating them eight it. to zero. <laughs> yeah. After beating them eight to zero, you're supposed to close that out in game six. Like I still think they got the series and like and and Aaron, it was kind of taken like we were like, oh, they're done. There's no chance they could win last night. Yeah. And I really was kind of saying this. I thought they would win last night. I definitely did. 
but I thought the series was in whole was going to go to the Tampa Bay either way from that eight zero. But and I didn't mean to cut you off, but like yeah, no, 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 you're, that's exactly what Come I on. felt. But Vinny, that that would be the the downfall is we're talking. I don't know how you really could be the best team. I mean, I said Milwaukee and they're down one zero, so I guess I'd have to give you that. But the the answer should probably be the Habs or the Phoenix Suns because of the fact that they've already <laughs> established their dominance and they're ahead in their series. And it's, it's, I so, don't know. It's just hard to say Tampa Bay and then say they're by far. And then they're in a game set. Yeah, that's fair. It's maybe a stretch and Montreal's up early. One, nothing. Yes. Just and, they are. Wow. Unbelievable. And this is for you guys. Oh, just to let Leonard. you guys know. Oh, he put him in there. Hey, right. Just to oh, show. Yeah. Go. Go. Respect to go. AJ and his Respe- squads. Respect. Respecting to AJ. Take it all back. Effect. The best team yeah. is the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> Good. Good. I like that confidence. I, I like that confidence. I do. I do. I do. Hey, uh, uh, by the way, who gave up that goal? Was that was that Leonard? I knew. Oh, okay. I was waiting for you to oh, okay. open up your pie okay. hole. I'm just saying. Stick I'm it. just saying. Leave it for the I'm main event saying. there, Sparkles. Just saying. Wow. Wow. It's going to be a great show. We it about is. to this go gonna at be great. it. I'm this is going to be great. Before we go at it, I do want to give a special shout out to all those beautiful people watching on YouTube. Aaron's wife, Jessica, on here. Shout out to here in Puckerberg, a, shout, a podcast, uh, a part of the Belly Up Sports Network. I'm going to be hopping on that show either tonight or tomorrow. Going to talk to the guy about it and, and discuss when the best time is to go on. Uh, but shout out those guys and everybody watching on YouTube right now, because that is the place to be. You know, there's like when you're young and there's there's the, the, there's the happening spot. You guys have that happening spot, whether it be like the movies. Mine was the roller skating rink. That's where I I, I showed my face a lot. What's the uh, what's the spot on? Uh, oh, what was it called on? Uh, Say by the bell. What was the place they hung out at? Oh man! I, I, oh, <laughs> the restaurant. The little, yeah, I the forgot what the name of the restaurant cafe. is. Somebody, somebody yeah, in the chat, too. let us know. That's, yeah, that, that we're up. like that. That's so, funny. Again, shout out those people that are on YouTube. We appreciate that support. One last thing that I I just really want to bring up because we're talking about comparisons between the two sports. There was two big signings today. Yeah, there you go. Shout out to Max. There were two big signings today in terms of the coaching world between the NBA and the NHL. The Seattle Kraken hired their first head coach and former coach of the Philadelphia Flyers, Dave Haxtall. What are, you, what are you laughing at, Giggly Bits? <laughs> just just the bad name, hire. the Seattle Kraken. The way you just said it, oh. the hire, it was just, it was great. Oh, okay, good, mm. good, good. And I believe it was the Pacers. They hired, uh, what was the guy's name? Car- Rick Randy Carlisle. Carlisle. Rick Carlisle. Rick, Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle. Yeah. There's a Randy Carlisle in the hockey world. There, hey, more comparisons. But there there was hirings. I am, I the, the Kraken hiring Dave Haxtell is one of the worst things that you could ever start your franchise doing hiring that guy because he's a terrible, terrible coach. Can you guys, what are your thoughts on the Rick Carlisle hiring in Indiana? Aaron, AJ, whichever one wants to jump first, (laughs) terrible hosting skills. Uh, I'll I'll go. I'll go first. I'll go quick. Uh, I like Carlisle. He's he's, this is his third go around with the Pacers. Second time head coach. Um, I think he'll be good for them. Do I expect him to win a title there? No, it's Indiana, but he's a really solid coach. He always has his teams competing. He's always right there in the playoffs. Um, I, I think he'll be good there. I think it was time for him to get a change of scenery. He's been in Dallas a long time. Um, so I, I think it was time for him to move on. So a- AJ, let me, let me change the question up on you with the NBA. I, I, I might be wrong here. Correct me if I'm wrong with the NBA. I feel like 
a coach kind of matters in the sense that that's kind of what brings stars in. Like stars want to play for a coach that they like it. Does, does Rick Carlisle going to Indiana help their chances of landing maybe a big star in the future? <sighs> no, no, because it's, it's not just the coach. A big part of it is the market you're in. Uh, and players love to play in big style markets or markets that's going to help their brand. They also, like we talked about a little bit on the show, a lot of these players nowadays are friends. They played in traveling leagues. They played in AAU together. So they, you know, when it's free agency time, they're trying to go where they can go play with their boys and get together and run it like they used to. Um, so I don't think Rick Carlisle's that guy who's going to bring in a good player. However, he is a guy that could make this team a lot better. And that's something that can become attractive to a player who may be having a difficult decision on where they want to go in free agency. I just think it sucks to like have to, to have to leave Luca, you know, like that. He had a better chance there. And I get it though. You're right. He's been in Dallas forever. And apparently his family really loves Indiana and wanted to go back and be there. So they had an opening. The time was right. He took off. I, th- I think about this hire one thing. Now, first of all, you let Nate McMillan get away. I don't think that you could have let him just walk out the building. I know he didn't get it done in the playoffs, but you should have never got rid of Nate McMillan because it was an absolute disaster this year. You lost Thank the locker you. room within the first month of the season. The whole locker room was lost. You end up trading away Victor Oladipo. And I want to talk to free agency to Indiana there for a little while. You talk uh, about that potentially being not somewhere you want to go. Think of it as the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Indiana Pacers are located in Indianapolis. It's sort of like a metro city with a market that isn't that great, that isn't that big. Now, the Colts, you think of the football world. They've had tons of salary cap for multiple years now, and they can't get anybody that wants to come sign there. So I think it's it's sort of a place where no one really wants to live, especially in the wintertime with both football and basketball, and it's not really an attractive place. So Rick Carlisle, I like the hire, but in my opinion, they should have never even thought about getting rid of Nate McMillan, even though he didn't get have the postseason success they liked. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I, I if if to, to put a bow on it on the Seattle side of this in the hockey world, Dave Haxtall was miserable as a head coach in Philadelphia. <laughs> the amount of poor roster moves that Dave Haxtall did in Philadelphia. I mean, he he almost single handedly ruined Shane Gossespierre's career. Like he set Shane Gossespierre way, way back. OK, and he has not been able to recover from that. He then uh, Haxtall then went on to be an assistant coach for Toronto. And th- I think that's like, what's, what's giving Dave Haxtall the shine on a shit sandwich here, because it's not, <laughs> it's not good. It, it, it's not good. Like the, the Toronto Maple Leafs being good is kind of like covering the fact that Dave Haxtall is a terrible coach. And we're going to see that in Seattle. And I, I said this to you guys earlier, this puts to rest all those people saying maybe Seattle can be like Vegas and make it to the Stanley cup finals in their first year. That's not happening because they're never going to even <laughs> sniff the Stanley Cup finals under Dave Hackstall. You can book this now. Remember it. Track it back down. Oh, there is no chance in hell. <laughs> we will. That that ever happens. I don't care what they're. Okay. Maybe I'm digging my. Yeah. I don't care yeah. what their team looks like after the expansion draft, but Didn't terrible. Hackstall have like 11 appearances in the frozen four in college. Like, wasn't he like a boss back then? Can I, can I wait? Hold on. Wait. What's the wait? Is that college hockey? Are we talking about the uh, NHL here? Or, so or so basically, he's equating him to like a Steve so Spurrier, or <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's almost like it, it. I don't want to say it's like that because there is Look, transition I have, from. 
I didn't have anywhere else where he was good, so I had to go to his college to, career. But, but that's the thing. That's what David. That's what David Quinn was for the Rangers. He was great in college. He was great at Boston University. But the thing is, is with hockey, a little education lesson before we go into our main event. College hockey coaches rarely translate well to the professional level. With if they didn't, if they don't have any experience at all at the NHL big boy level, because it is such a different game, and it, it is such a different. You, you in the front. Actually, you at the bottom because you're at the your thought. That's that, that's a very good uh, observation. You can honestly say that about a lot of professional sports. Yeah, football, basketball, baseball. College coaches have a hard time translating because you're no longer leading young men trying to become pros. You're leading guys that now make more money than you, and you have to have a certain demeanor and and leadership skills. It, it just takes a lot. Yeah. And by the way, Vegas one one. Uh, yeah, yes, they did. And you know who scored that? Riley uh, Smith. Riley getting, Smith. The Vegas finally getting their forwards on the board here. We're going to talk about them in just a little bit. But again, Seattle, man, they had, I mean, Rick, I would have even preferred Rick Tockett, but that's just me. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Rick Carlisle. I was about to lose nope. my shit. <laughs> Randy Carlisle is a coach in the NHL. He coaches for the Anaheim Ducks right now. So, but I digress, not Boudreaux. We, Boudreaux is a, uh, I, I've never liked, I've also, never liked Bruce Boudreaux. Never liked him. Speaking of Boudreaux, his son's actually a head coach for the Fort Wayne Comets. They're in the cup finals in the East, East, ECHL. So uh, definitely something. But Bruce Boudreaux, I liked him as a head coach. He was always a there you go. chumly, from, friendly guy. He's the worst. He's the worst. <laughs> Let's get into our main event, though. But before we do that, AJ, I needed a help, your help to pay the bills. Me? Well, damn, I guess I'm going to do it then. Head on over to Twitter at RoughCut underscore sports, on Facebook at RoughCut Sports, on Instagram at the RoughCut Sportscast. And then when you're done with that, head over to RoughCut Sportscast on YouTube. Hit that like, hit that follow, hit that share, hit that subscribe, hit that bell, and tell everybody. Who? Watch everybody. this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this. Uh, it, it does it every time. It does it every time. I was waiting I for that because I watched him in the in the little green room thing and I watched him freeze and I'm like, oh my God, we're going to get it again. We're going to get fast AJ again. That never happened. That never happened with the old social media. Let, it it didn't. You are right. You are correct. That never did happen, but Who made I, that new I don't know, man. Oh, just wondering. <laughs> I But hey, 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 we have we have fans that that enjoy that enjoy AJ's fast moving nonsense, but it is time now, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, to get into our main event. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. event time ladies and gentlemen and i know that gets you hyped every time it plays i get it you know what else gets you hyped a brand new yeti cup from the link that you can find on our facebook page go check out yeti they got the great merch i mean come on let's let's be real here look at that look at aj's cup right there that king crab orange crustaceans cup i mean it's great it's great (laughs) stuff 
Go check out the Yeti link on there. They are a proud sponsor of this main event. And this main event is us kind of comparing and bringing these two sports together. Okay. Before the show started, before the rough cut started, I wasn't a big NBA guy. They weren't big hockey guys, but we came together. We found great things to talk about, great things to watch. And now we're all fans of all sports, even baseball. AJ has now turned his attention to baseball. It's good. He tried. But tonight we're comparing the two playoffs, the NHL and the NBA and their similarities. Aaron, I want to start off with you first, buddy. Yes, it is indeed you. It is indeed you. You his best friend. You are my best friend. In fact, you are my best friend. So tell us what you're comparing and why you're comparing it. It's difficult. I I, I struggled with this NBA NHL comparison because you know there's such different sports. But I fa- I did find one, and the one I found to be most interesting was the Montreal Canadiens and the Atlanta Hawks, and it, it really boils down to two things. One is the fact that nobody expected them to be where they're at. They both were four seeds, or I believe the, I believe they were both four seeds. Uh, maybe, no, I'm lying. The Knicks were the fourth seed. Hawks were the fifth seed. But yeah. Trey Young, what Trey Young's been able to do, what the Montreal Canadiens have been able to do, despite people not thinking that they could get this far, the teams are eerily similar. It's like this Cinderella story, this Cinderella run that they're on. And for whatever reason, they just keep finding ways to win. Shots like that from Trey Young where he's bumped. Um, there were a couple of times late in that game yesterday that he got some calls that I were I thought ah, they're a little bit ticky tacky and it's been that way throughout the playoffs, but they've consistently stepped up as the, as have the Canadians and we're seeing it now. The Canadians are close to eliminating the Las Vegas Knights. If they can get a win today, they'll be headed to the Stanley cup playoffs and the Hawks are up one Oh on Milwaukee. And I think Vegas had Milwaukee as the favorite for the finals going into the game one. And now the Suns are the favorite and their numbers are decreasing each and every game. Uh, they have a bunch of young stars or I, I got on AJ for saying that a young star and a bunch of good <laughs> players um, as do the Canadians. So I, I think those two are very similar in kind of their approach towards this postseason. And I think too, with the, with this young team in Montreal, I, I wanted to bring up this stat here right now in the playoff, right now in the playoffs and last year's playoffs for these young guys that they have. Yes. Barry Kotkaniemi, nine playoff goals before he even reaches the age of 21. Cole Caulfield has eight points in his last 14 games for Montreal and Nick Suzuki, who I really, really want to talk about. I was so happy you brought up the Montreal Canadiens. He has 20 points in his first 26 playoff games. Now this kid is so, I think he's one of the most underrated players in the playoffs right now. This goal right here, there is so much patience, so much patience doing Connor Hellebuck dirty. And then what I'm about to show you here. I know it looks bad. This is Nick Suzuki getting drilled. Absolutely dummy. That is a, that's a good, a clean hit, but he got crushed, wrecked, embarrassed. He has come back in these playoffs. Like this kind of hit would kind of would normally rattle a young player. Nick Suzuki has still been tearing it up for the Montreal Canadiens against the Vegas Golden Knights. And that, that wasn't the only time he's been buried by Vegas in this series. He's been buried multiple times. He's a smaller guy, but he battles back and he's just so smart and so good with the puck. Him and Cole Caulfield are going to be fantastic. I love that comparison because not only were they on un, the unexpected teams, but they're so young. They're so young. 
That you know what that shows me real quick when you look at Suzuki? The patience reminds me of Patrick Kane. I'll be honest. When Patrick Kane shoots the puck, he just he waits and waits and waits and waits. And as a fan, you're sitting there like, shoot the puck. Come on, you know, get it out, you know. But then, of course, he just waits, 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 and it ends up going in the net eventually. So it's painful to watch as a fan, but that's a great point. And also, on your point, when it comes to uh, getting drilled, getting back up, don't know if you've ever seen the movie Goon, but Alexis Laflamme, got drilled and uh, got lit up pretty, pretty well. And uh, it, it did not go well for him, but uh, then uh, once again, smaller stature guy. And uh, he find, found a way to pick up his game. Suzuki, not like Laflamme. He's a great hockey player. Yeah. Well you, you did in, in that movie and you can actually make the comparison here with those two. And, and this will be the last that we, we talk about this movie <laughs> and, and all of this. I'll pull this up in, in this version here so I can pause it and actually fast forward and not wait. So after this play, Shea Weber steps up to Braden McNabb and goes to try and fight him. It's right here. You see, you see yep. Shea Weber come up there. That, that goes such a long way. And in Goon, it was the same thing. LaFlem got Doug, Doug, the thug glatt. And he played with so much more confidence after that. That's, that's what happens in real life. And when you have a guy like Shea Weber on your team to be able to, no one wants to mess with Shea Weber. It's dude, one of the toughest guys in the league. No one wants to mess with them. And and that lets Nick Suzuki do what he does. Dylan, what are you comparing? What are you bringing together in the NBA and the NHL? Well, I'm glad we're sticking on this grinder talk. (laughs) Don't be insulted. Don't be insulted, AJ. No, Don't be insulted. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm so good. I'm so good. <laughs> he goes, I, I sent it over. I sent it over to Dylan. He goes. I'm sticking with the grinders. Going. I'm going to stick with the grinders and I'm not talking about subs. I'm talking about feisty players. And you look at the basketball world and the Milwaukee Bucks. It's PJ Tucker. And of course, Matt Martin, oh. Matt Morton, PJ Tucker, are the two comparisons. Matt Martin, a scrappy guy, gets in front of the net, plays with just an attitude, and you see him there just trying to play. I mean, he's just – he's that tick that you try to itch and you can't itch, and it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's that's just a feisty, feisty guy. He puts the puck in the back of the net, still gets under your skin and can make a difference in a series, and he's a depth guy, similar to P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker, someone who is just uh, gets in your face, ends up playing great defense and uh, just just a scrappy guy, kind of like um, kind of like Patrick Beverly. But you put him as as a forward instead of being uh, Beverly, who just face guards you all the time. But two scrappy guys, two guys, uh, two different ways to skin a cat. And uh, they, they, they do it well. So those are the two comparisons that I'm making. And they both make differences in their series. They do Matt Martin. I mean, Matt Martin was the one reason, one of the main reasons why they ended up forcing a game seven because of that goal that the goal that he had. I mean, Matt Martin's a good hockey player, man. It's that's the, they call it. I explained this to AJ the other, the other night, Matt Martin is a part of what the Islanders and, and NHL fans call the identity line because the New York Islanders are a very rough and tough style team. And they have the identity line of Matt Martin, Cal Clutterbuck, and Casey Sezikis, those guys are not known for their goal scoring. They're known for banging bodies, getting dirty, and making it happen. And I, I love, I love that part. I love that about them. You, I love that about them. You don't win in professional sports without guys like the like those two guys on your team. There's a reason why PJ Tucker, who is in the NBA world, he's not a great basketball player. He's not a great scorer. He hits that corner three. And he D's you up. And he just is that that irritant that's always there. Even when guys like Kevin Durant are scoring, 
he's right there. He never he never backs down. He always taking your best shot. And and the similar thing in hockey, you need guys like that to set the tone, set the tempo for your team, and that that establish an identity for your for your team. And I think that's I think in professional sports when you have that. You, you have a chance every year. And we talk about that with, with guys on the Phoenix Suns, like Chris Paul having that identity, a Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. Uh, and now you see it with P.J. Tucker. Uh, PJ Tucker. Um, it, it's, it's special to me. Like, I like those guys. They don't get the flair. They don't get the notoriety. But those guys matter. If, if, if the Bucks are good enough to get by these Atlanta Hawks, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. You love to, to see say that, Jay don't Crowder. you? You love to say that, don't you? Yeah, because you guys know where I stand. This is me still pulling for my team while I actually give good analysis about what the truth more than likely is. But either way, I can't wait to see a Jay Crowder versus PJ Tucker because those guys are feisty. Whoa, they whoa, 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 love wait, to get wait. rough. First of all, they would never be on each other. You know that, right? Yeah. No, I don't believe that. They're not going to guard each other. PJ Tucker is going to guard Devin Booker. That's just what is going to happen. Jay Crowder Crowder might try to guard Giannis. Stop. He might try. (laughs) He might try. No, he'll probably be on Middleton. Like, there, because why do you want your best defender? Why do you want your best defender guarding PJ Tucker or Jay Crowder? Because. The, the hype that'll come for these teams if they – just one quarter. Let them go at it in the first quarter of the so very funny. first game and set the toe because these two Rough Riders are throwing fists in the first three minutes of the game. I'm hey, I'm telling you right now, if I see that matchup, I'm going to lose my shit, but I'm going to be yeah. so weak. It's going to be so funny. <laughs> AJ, what about you, buddy? All right. My similarities here – I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Clippers and the Vegas Knights, the comeback kings of the leagues. We've seen these guys be down 0-2 to the number one team and both come back and take the win of the series. We watched Vegas. They uh, came back against Colorado in the very first game. They got pumped. It was, what, 7-1? to 7-1. And they came back, lost game two, but after that, Three, four, five, six. They just knocked it up four in a row. And you watch guys like Jonathan Marchessault go ahead and score in every single game. He put up a goal, not to mention a Hattie in the game four, to really get the team going. So in game six, when he actually wasn't at his best, the rest of the team saw what he put on and did that for him. And then when you go over to Los Angeles Clippers, we talk about Kawhi Leonard going out. Paul George finally... Put the team on his back, stepped up. He's on a seven-game streak with 25-plus points, and the rest of his team is going crazy with it. And the other part of that is the very last game where they got the win, both teams went out of their mind. They scored six goals in their last game to close the series, and if you watch that Clippers game close out on the Jazz, they couldn't miss a three. They hit 14 three-pointers in the fourth qu- in the second half. That's ridiculous. That's nuts. They closed it out. They fought. They're here. They're in the conference finals. And sadly, the last uh, thing that's similar is they're probably both about to go home. (laughs) You you did everything right. That that whole (laughs) soliloquy, it was all right. You even gave some love to my guy, Paul George. And then you had to go and just shit all over it by saying they're both about to go home. Sons of four. Just disrespectful. Sons of four. I got to cover all the four. Hey, I'm getting into baseball. Sons of four. Look, I I don't think people realize, and and, you know, the comparison was great because coming 0-2 is, is, especially in the NBA, it's a big thing, right? You lose the first two games, 
you're behind the eight ball. Everybody wants to get that split, especially if you're on the road, you want to get that split. If you're at home, then you better win your home games. That's kind of the thought process there. But both teams, um, both Vegas and the Clippers have done a really good job of making adjustments. I, I thought the adjustments that were made by uh, Pete DeBoer, and I got on Pete DeBoer back when they were playing Colorado, I thought the adjustments that were made were 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 amazing. Like they just became so physical, which is the concern Colorado had going into the series was, are we going to be physical enough for, for the, or for the, um, for the Vegas Knights and the Knights showed that they weren't. And then same thing with Ty Lue and the Clippers after two, losing those first two games, both to Dallas and then to the Utah jazz, they were able to make those adjustments. Um, it was, it's, it's nice to see coaches have such an impact. Yeah, no. And, and I, that's, a, that's such a big thing. Like, Something I, I, I've noticed here, it's like one of the, I feel like it's a, a cliche at this point talking about it. The fact that you have to, for the hockey standpoint, with these fast teams like Colorado and Tampa, you have to jam them. You have to jam these teams at the blue line and have to stop them and, and prevent them from, Dylan, you are the worst, by the way. You <laughs> are the worst. I'm not going to. I'm not going to let this one. I'm, I'm not going to let this one slide. <laughs> I'm not going to let this one slide. I, I tried so hard to not be laughing. Bro. Bro. I'm not even going to lie. Bro. Bro. It, 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 it escalated too quickly. And now I have to have Dylan bring it up on the show and lose his credibility. That's my fault. Cause I saw it on the screen as AJ was saying it. And then. <laughs> oh man. I'm going to just. Uh, uh, Dylan. While, while we take this Yeti break real quick. This man pulled the staff from ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, it and did. that's and it. Oh, no, really? Is that what we're gonna do? Oh, 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 oh. I'm grown. No, 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 no. I will tell the story if I will say if you won't. <laughs> Yo, I got this. Hold on. For, Go ahead. AJ. So anyway, anyway, so yes, Paul George, seven straight games, twenty-five points or more. Dylan being the nice guy he was, was like great stat from AJ. Aaron being an asshole he is was like he pulled that from ESPN. And of course, it don't matter. Y'all think I just got the stats ready up here? No, I do research. Anyways, I told them in the chat it doesn't matter where I got it. I got it. And Dylan said like chlamydia. <laughs> while while Vinny's here trying to give an astute observation yeah. in the hockey world. And I'm here trying not to laugh. Hey, it doesn't matter how you got it. You did get it. <laughs> you got, got it. it. Yeah, got it. There's there's more comparisons like right there. We bring it everywhere. The stats are we, just we, like we... the clap. <laughs> great stat. I just got a clap. Oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I got a question for you guys, though, before I get into mine. I want to I want to kind of ask you guys like some comparisons here because I obviously don't know the M- the NBA as as well as you guys do and vice versa with the NHL. I asked AJ this question. He was pretty useless in answering it. So I'm going to go to you, Aaron. Right. <laughs> Who has been the most like reliable player in the NBA? Not like a star, but like someone you could always kind of count on. Like it's just. You just know you can get that bucket from. Maybe you can be a star, but like, who in can you always kind of count on? Yeah, right now, right now in the playoffs. Yeah, reliable. The answer is Chris Paul, um, and I know he didn't play with COVID, but he's been the most reliable. You watch the way the Suns got through their first two series when they needed a bucket in the fourth quarter. It was Chris Paul in that mid-range game, and sometimes it's not him taking the shot. Sometimes it's him creating the shot. 
but Chris Paul has been the most reliable. And a quick point about Chris Paul, they did a piece on him earlier today, I think on ESPN, and they talked about how like three years ago, he thought his last stop was, was the Rockets. Two years ago, they, they, he thought his last stop was the Rockets. He moved his family. That was it. That was his last run. He got a personal trainer. He invested in his body. And then he got hurt. And then there was the rift between James Harden. And then you hear everybody talking about, oh, I don't know if he can lead a team with other stars because of the controversy he had with Blake Griffin, because of the disconnect he had with James Harden later that year. And Matt Barnes said he was the best leader he's ever been around, but he was the hardest to, to get along with, like, cause he demands so much and yeah. what he's done in Phoenix with a Devin Booker, who's been willing to just like, Hey, you lead the way, let me follow. I'll, I'll, you know, teach me. I think he's been the most reliable and that's why you see that with sons where they're at. I don't think there's anybody else that's left. That's really that close. Probably Trey young a, a second, but um, no, come I, on. I thought- Zach. <laughs> me, me, no, me. You can't shoot. That you like, can't have games where you shoot four for about? twenty. Middleton had fifteen points in game one last night. We want to take it back to early. We can go back to the Brooklyn series in game two. He was a minus thirty. He was a minus thirty on the court. <laughs> he has had some great games in the last three against Brooklyn, and really it was just that thirty-eight point in game six. And he's been a little bit reliable right there. But if you're talking reliable over the playoffs, Chris Middleton started these playoffs, and it was looking like my. Uh, Milwaukee could have gone out right with Brooklyn. So I, I can't give it to Chris Middleton. They, he they is, got it he together is a key. little bit. But he is key. The Milwaukee a, Bucks will not person. win. Milwaukee will not point. win without Chris and that's Middleton. The thing. He has to be that guy every single time. Yeah, he has to be that guy every single time. He's a, he's a, he needs to be the number two that is consistently relied upon. And 15 points ain't going to get it done. 23 got it done because Giannis went ape shit on game seven. Like that, that's how it is. It's not, it's, I appreciate you like your Middleton, but it's 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 not Middleton. It's it's, it's mine was gonna be Carrie. Mine mine in the hockey world is gonna be Carrie Price. He's been the most reliable person, player, goaltender, anything. It, what are you shaking your head about, Dylan? It's a yeah, it's a good, shaking- it's a great great point, but I don't I don't no emphasis on point. I think Braden Point has to be the answer if you're talking reliability. That's nine straight I, with a point from Braden making a good yeah, point. <laughs> I wasn't going to go. I wasn't going to go top star because my comparison that I was actually did have was the most clutch players. And I'm going to go with Braden point and I'm going with Kevin Durant gentlemen. I know in our pre-show meeting, I did bring up Nick Suzuki and Devin Booker, but I realized I ruined my Nick Suzuki take when Aaron brought up the Montreal Canadians. I'm an asshole, but <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you gave all your information. Then <laughs> I I, I, I wasted the highlight too. I used everything on that one. And I was like, well, cause in my mind, pulling the curtain back, I saw the Nick Suzuki thing. And I was like, Oh, that's a, that's a Canadian's highlight. I can add the Canadian's highlight in here for, to, to add into yours. Long story. Unbelievable. Uh, but my comparison other than that is going to be Braden point and Kevin Durant because of the, the clutch, of, of both those two, two players. I mean, you look back at the buck series with the nets, obviously they didn't win, but what was it? Game five or game six, where KD dropped a shit ton of points and literally brought them back from the dead in the second half and brought them to victory and Braden point nine straight games with goals. You cannot get any better than that. He is. And again, saying it, I said it before the playoffs started, not before the playoffs started in round one, I'll say it again. Braden Point is the best player 
on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Confirmed. Uh, agree. Yeah. Agree on both Back. fronts there. And I don't think people realize, uh, I mean, from the hockey perspective, I, I know people don't realize how good Braden Point is, uh, but I've definitely learned his name this postseason and, and somebody that I'm going to be watching from here on out. I don't think people realize how good Kevin Durant is. And, and I think it's a personality, the way he kind of comes off as, I don't want people to talk bad about me. He always gets offended by what people say in the media, but I don't think people appreciate the talent that he has. Like we all call him a great basketball player. He's one of the greatest, and, but I don't think people realize how good this guy actually is. Yeah. And in his and postseason he- career, I mean, we, we talked about this pre-show about his numbers in the postseason. They're ridiculous. And this guy is 30 points in his sleep, like without trying. And he's efficient. He doesn't have to take 30 shots to score 30. He is... Uh, I'm going to bring this comment up because I just saw it. He is the greatest score the NBA up. has ever seen. I, and, and I know people wanted to say that about James Harden, but James Harden's not always efficient. Kevin Durant is efficient. He, he can take 20 shots and get you 40 points. He's a 90 plus percent free throw shooter. He shoots well above, well above 40% from three 50% from the field. It's, it's not even close. He's six foot 11 yeah. and he is just, he's easy money sniper. The man shoots 70%. The man shoots 70% on contested shots. You understand how ridiculous that is? You understand how ridiculous? The reason people don't appreciate it is because KD makes it look so easy. Like he's not even trying to like, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it was a free layup. No, 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 no. He made that happen. It looked free because one, he's 6'11", got a handle and can finish however, whenever he wants. 70% on contested Shots. That's what I, I brought up. I brought up that stat when we were talking about his great game against the against the Bucks yeah. and what, what was it? Game, game five? five. Game five. Yeah. So okay. Game so game five. He had eight of. He went eight for eleven on contested shots in the second half. A lot like that. That was the stat that jumped out to me when I I, wrote, I still have it in my notes section here. My, not my Google Docs. Um, but I, I still Never. have it here. eight for 11 on contested shots like that out of all the stats from that game. That seemed to be the one that stood out the most because we, we talked about Ben Simmons before or we talked about him yesterday, not being able to do what he needs to do, psyching himself out. And we said that he's still an NBA player. He can still make shots. It's just not easy. And that's the thing. It's not easy to make these shots yeah. in the NBA. I watched and PJ Kevin Durant, Tucker have his hand literally ab- over the ball, like above the ball in his face with both perfect defense. You can't play it. And Kevin Durant makes it look easy. Like I said, it's just easy for him. Uh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable what he has done. And I mean, and to tie it back, Brayden point is just, Nine goals. That's all you have to say is nine goals in nine games. Like he's, Mm. he's about to break the record for most goals or for consecutive goal streak. Hopefully I just jinxed him by the way. Hopefully I just jinxed him because I do not want. What's wrong with you, man? What is wrong wrong with me? What is wrong with me? Oh, maybe it's the fact that I hate the Tampa Bay Lightning and I hope to see them lose. No, 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 no. See, you you can't change your take. You you came on. I don't know if this was on the air or or maybe the state back in the studio. You said, I do not hate the Tampa Bay Lightning. I hate the Tampa Bay Lightning fans. So you can't have it both ways. I, I, what I, what I said last night. Tampa Bay fan. He doesn't you like can't get help for your boy. I respect what the Tampa Bay Lightning as a team do. Like they're a great team. I hope they shit bump a mate zero again. Of course you do. That's what I hope the Islanders win. 
I also hope the Islanders win. So Dylan I can just look silly. Well, Dylan always looks silly. Even if the even if Tampa Dylan, loses, even if Tampa no, wins, <laughs> even even if Tampa wins, D- Dylan's gonna look silly. What what did you say the other? You said something in the second round about about someone not taking any. I can't remember. Oh, Montreal and Winnipeg. You said it wasn't even gonna be a series. And well, it wasn't, it wasn't. Montreal. It wasn't. Montreal has he, Montreal has impressed me, and they have impressed everybody. I think we can agree on that front. Yeah, but they what, that what that a, was that was consensus after round one. Yeah, yeah. I you don't know still weren't that. buying them in on. For me, it was round two. I believe they were going to win round one all the time, but then the way they were handling Boston impressed me. That 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 who, handled who? Boston. Montreal didn't play Boston. The Islanders I, played Boston. He, I oh, thought someone said the Islanders too. No, we're talking about the Canadians. I could have sworn I heard someone say the Islanders impressed me as well. Nope. nope, nope okay. Nope. But, well, hey, no, but yes, no, the Islanders are impressive as well. The are. Islanders the are Islanders, impressive. This, this could be a stupid take, but the Islanders are. Wouldn't be your first. <laughs> it won't be your last. <laughs> if Tristan Jari wasn't in net, I don't think the Islanders are around right now. I'm serious. <laughs> I've never seen a producer slash host walk away from a show. And we just lost. Why do you say ours. these things? Why do you say I'm these kind things? I'm glad I wasn't the first to get to do that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> That's awesome. That's why great. do you say these things? Do you hear I'm the words serious. coming out of your mouth? I'm serious. Tristan Jari sold the penguins. Mm. <laughs> Vinny, would you like to reply? Vinny Do does. Have to? Vinny does not want to engage in I, this. I can see it. There's no reply. It's it's. It, he said it. Okay, let's rewind it here. The theme of the night here has been kind of back to the future, looking back, time travel, all the stuff that we talked about pre-show <laughs> meeting. We did it. You He's know, all over the place now. <laughs> travel back in time to what Dylan said before he even said that statement. This might be a dumb statement. This might be my worst. Whatever you said, you already said. You stopped. set yourself up right there. There is no need to go into this more because. The Islanders are a good team. I agree. They're a, they're a very good team. And to say that if it wasn't for Tristan Jari, that the Islanders wouldn't be here. Right. That's that's why. Not so right. Vin, I got a question, Vinny. Where, where did the Islanders, how far did the Islanders go last year? They lost Ethan in the Eastern conference out. finals to Tampa. So why? And I know we don't, we're not necessarily. So why is it that it seems there? It's such a surprise. They're right here again. It, it's their style of play that no one no one will ever support what the Tam- what the New York Islanders do in terms of style of play it's a boring style and the, with the way that the new game is going right now I have fun watching I mean, it. I'm a casual fan I, I, you have developed you have developed a strong liking towards hockey and you are slightly you are you are above a casual fan at this point in my opinion both you and AJ but we made to, it. To even but the thing we is and, and then, I shouldn't even say to the casual fan it's even the hardcore fans. The hardcore fans know that scoring is such a big deal. That, and, and you look at all the teams that are in the playoffs and have been in the playoffs. Tampa's a fast-paced team, fat, high-power scoring offense. Colorado, fast-paced, high-scoring offense. Vegas, although against Carey Price, they don't look at, is a, a very, very good offensive team. That's what win, That's what gets you there. That's what everyone loves to talk about and thinks that that's what's going to get you to go far. The Islanders don't do that. So the Islanders force you to play their style of play. That's how they win. And that's exactly what they did to the penguins for. It goes well beyond what they did to Tristan Jari. Fair enough. Fair. I, 
Fair enough. I I I, I like what the Islanders do, but I'm also a fan of. I mean, I love baseball, right? And I like defense, and I don't necessarily need the home runs or the goals to be scored in order to have to understand what's going on and and at least appreciate quality hockey or quality um, athleticism on the ice or whatever it is, you know. So, um, but I mean, I get it. I get it. Can Can I bring? I, I want to bring Kelly's comment up here. Shout out Kelly. Shout out everyone in the chat. We yeah. appreciate you guys watching wherever you may be watching. We, we would like everyone to start watching on YouTube, but we appreciate everyone who is tuned in. I want to bring up That's Kelly's it. comment and ask, this is your friend, AJ, correct? Yes, it is. Way, well, way back. I, I know, I know that our chat is on a delay from what we talk when we talk. So I'm going to ask you live on the air. AJ was Kelly a big hockey guy before our show. Not that I remember, but, uh, <laughs> When we were hanging out, there wasn't much we were remembering the next day. So, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, Dylan's 21 now. I mean, I met Kelly probably, I think I was 20 when I met Kelly. And uh, so I I, okay, I, so I know he, he was baseball. I know he was football. And there you go. So, got it. Yes. Yeah. No, that, 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 that's, that's what I, that, that's what I was looking for because the Islanders, I mean, this is someone who's, now grown in the game for Kelly because, well, our show is great and that's what we do. But the Islanders are just that that team Ding! <laughs> here, here in Puckerberg. Shout out that shout out those guys. The Owls remind Puckerberg. me of the '90s. What? Yeah, what? Bird. You're it's thinking Mark Zuckerberg. I keep saying, <laughs> do I keep Puckerberg. saying Puckerberg? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm an asshole. I'm a real piece of shit. Now they're, now they're probably not going to want me on the show because I am an asshole. Okay. Uh, but. <laughs> But yes, they do remind you of a lot of the night that that's the, that's kind of the, like the, the thing it reminds you of like the, de- the, the nineties, early two thousands, New Jersey devils, because the Islanders are playing that style of hockey. That style of hockey does not exist anymore in the NHL because it's a lot more advanced. And there's a lot more speed. So that's that. Did they win? That. They did. Oh, wait, the devils. Yeah. Back yeah. then. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. They remind me. I've said it on the show before, but they, they remind me on their team too. They remind me of the uh, Washington football team. The Islanders. Yeah. 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 They don't have a. They don't, don't have a very very. Don't get me started. Don't even say An- that. Antonio, team right now. <laughs> Antonio Gibson is Matthew Barzell. Oh my God! Just no. Stop. Please stop. Please Why? stop Incorrect. with your comparisons. Antonio. Incorrect. Oh, Who, incorrect. Who's Ryan Fitzpatrick? Terry McLaurin. Is oh my god, Matthew Barzell. You guys, you guys, in these anything. comparisons, Ed, just just stop. I see where Dylan's going here. I see where Dylan's going, but you're talking about a boring the best team player to on watch, the, but the best player team. on the boring team to watch on that offense is Terry McLaurin. You know who's a boring team to watch? Years. A boring team to watch is also the Jacksonville Jaguars. I I say that it's false because okay, they do bo- they get burnt boring, on defense but they do score so it peaks your interest. But my point but that's also, not also, hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. You had you're to do wrong. It. You want to know why? You want to know why you're wrong? Because teams normally beat up on the Jacksonville Jaguars and it's fun to watch teams blow out other teams. So that's listen, what it is. No, it's not anyways. So listen, the point oh. the, the reason you can't make that comparison number 1 is Washington doesn't gotten to an NFC title game. They're not competing for a championship. They played in one playoff game last year and kept it close against the the eventual Super Bowl winning team. Don't compare the Washington football team who's won nothing to a team that is in the Eastern, whatever, I don't know if they're calling them, the conference finals, fighting for a Stanley Cup. Like, it's not, the comparison is not fair to the Islanders. I was going to go Bears, but the Bears haven't done anything in the playoffs either. Well, at least the Bears have been to a Super Bowl in this millennium. (sighs) 
Exactly. Uh, but the thing uh, is, the Islanders are so right unique right. that their offense, their offense is honestly horrible. It's bad. But they just find a way I, to get the job done. And you can't do that I, in I'm the I'm NFL. I'm trying to look for I a think, comparison. There's probably not one. I think I think a good comparison is here too. And th- this might not this might not work well with Aaron because he hates like the teams who haven't done anything and this and that. The Alabama Crimson Tide from like oh not like like the early Nick Saban era of, of Alabama, great defensively. Offense was just not there wasn't like I mean they, they had I mean they had Julio, they had those guys, but there was no quarter, there was no star quarterback that I like that, that really kind of draw drawed your attention. But again, if you're if you're hating on the teams that have done they, they haven't won. The Islanders haven't the Islanders haven't, haven't done anything. Alabama had yeah. at that time. So but that's that comparison here. That is that comparison. Does anyone have any? I know, I know, I might be setting myself up for failure for this one. <laughs> but does anyone have any honorable mention comparisons? Hmm. I know you. I know you do, Dylan. I know you do, and you wanted to bring it up, so bring it up. You want me to bring up the one from pre-show? That is why I asked. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's the, it's the uh, Milwaukee Bucks and the Vegas Golden Knights in a sense that they always get to the playoffs and they can never finish. And you look at Vegas. Vegas is a team that everyone expects to at least they're, – they're top three in sports betting when it comes to who's going to win the Stanley Cup. And they're always like a team that you're going to take seriously. They made it to a uh, Stanley Cup in their inaugural season. Didn't happen. They lost. Then uh, last year, one of their appearances in the postseason, they uh, ended up sweeping Chicago. They ended up going well into the playoffs, and then just they lost. And you look at the Bucks. The Bucks the same way. They get bounced by the Raptors their first year in the playoffs in a while, and then right after that, they end up going and get bounced again. And then they get bounced by the Heat. They get bounced by the Raptors, and now here they are about ready to get bounced by the Hawks, if not in the NBA Finals. So I don't, I don't think that I, I think it's just the same narrative. It's the same narrative with both of these teams. You're just no, it's, it's essentially like I don't think that they're going to beat Phoenix. The crystal so, ball of Dylan. So, so, so what if what if there, Vegas Knights win and Milwaukee wins? Well, then I guess that they're, they're you're, you're just predicting that these Again. teams are going to lose. That's what no, I'm saying. I'm like, saying right now where they are. Like Vegas is in a elimination game tonight. Milwaukee's down one, and I've seen this multiple years of them being hyped to win a to win something big, and they never do it. No matter well, how first close of all, they get. First of all, this year this is not a great comparison. I know I'm probably taking it from you, Vinny, because I know you were all over him pre-show about this. Milwaukee was not favored this year. Milwaukee was not a favorite to win an NBA Finals or even get there. We have to remember the Lakers were still there. The Brooklyn Nets were still there. The Clippers were still up there. And then Milwaukee was right in that group of with, I'm sure, Denver and, and those guys. So it's not like Milwaukee was favored this year. As a matter of fact, nobody even had, not nobody, a lot of people didn't have them in the Eastern Conference Finals, especially knowing they had to play Brooklyn in round two. That's number one. Number two, the Vegas Knights have been six. They've only been a franchise for what? Three, three, years. three yeah, years. Yeah, but the Bucs have only been relevant for that sort of sort of time. From what I'm saying over the yes, last few I, years, so what I'm drawing I'm the comparison is, together. It's, a, it's easy to to make that comparison or that claim or argument when you're talking about one team winning it all. It's always going to be a disappointment, no matter where you go. If Milwaukee makes it to the finals this year and then they lose, you, well, they couldn't get the job done. They're like that. 
that leap is just a big leap for a team that's not even favored to win the title. The one year they were favored was last year. I don't know that Vegas has been favored to outright win the title. I don't know the odds for the for hockey, but unless you're outright favored to win the title, then you're you're exceeding expectations. And I don't think the Bucks have fallen short of that even right now. I think they've already made it farther than most thought they would. Could you give could you give me the top 5 in terms of betting odds, Aaron, for basketball? You think, what you think for basketball? Pre, the, but not preseason before the playoffs, before the playoffs started. Oh, before the playoffs, that's going to be different. Um I can't before, oddly enough cannot find Before the, the playoffs, it was probably for, Brooklyn. Yep, probably the favorite. Um Yep. Utah maybe? Maybe they're number two. They're, yep, they're fourth. Um, they're fourth. Philly was in there. Milwaukee would have been in the top five. Nope. No, Philly nope. wasn't in Philly there. Is not, Philly is not in there. Wow. Then it would have been the Lakers. Yep. Uh, Milwaukee. Yep. And maybe Denver. Nope. It is Brooklyn. The it is the Nets, the oh, Lakers, Clippers. the Clippers, Clippers, Clippers. I the Jazz, and then the Bucks at five. Goal Caulfield, baby. Let's go. Sorry. Love that guy. Did he, he score? Did he score? Yeah, he did. Who gave yeah. up the I goal? Said who, who gave up the goal? Oh, oh my. Oh my. Just oh wondering. My. Is that Leonard hey. in that or is that Marc Andre Fleury in that? I'm about to watch and see if it's a bad. That's the other thing I can't. We talked about this last night. We're about to get into final countdown, ladies and gentlemen. But last night we discussed uh, like our pet peeves in terms of sports. What a breakout pass. Uh, we talked about pet peeves, and that's a bad goal for Leonard to let up. That's a bad goal for Leonard to let up. Last night we talked about fans, pet peeves, and things like that. I hate when when people assess like goals and and say it's a goalie's fault when it really is not a goalie's <laughs> fault. That one was the goalie's fault, but it really drives me banana lands that like hearing people say, "Oh, it was that's the goalie's fault. He's going to save that." Or no, no, it's not always the goalie's fault. Okay, it really is not always the goalie's fault. I feel love that, that by the way, love that. I, I feel that Same in baseball. Way. When a reliever comes in and everyone's like, oh, this guy sucks, but the starter left runners on base, it's like, come on. Same thing in football when a when a quarterback throws in interceptions and, and people that don't understand route concepts or which way the receiver is supposed to run the route and they think it's always on the quarterback. So I, I agree. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hey, there. Th- th- that is a great bow to this yeah. great similarity show that we just did. We are about to enter the final countdown, ladies and gentlemen. That's where everyone in the chat can drop their comments, their questions, their concerns, their topics, whatever they want. We will bring it up in that final countdown coming up in just a moment. AJ, do you have any final words before we end it for our audio listeners? Is this a cue or are you really asking? It is not. It is not. <laughs> I will get to that cue. Don't worry. I will get to that cue. I got nothing. <laughs> good. Good. Now you got something. I don't know what to say here. Uh, I'm going to do my best. Uh, Twitter at roughcut underscore sports. Facebook at roughcut sports. Instagram at the roughcut sports. Uh, YouTube at roughcut sports cast. Am I doing right? Am I doing okay. No, you got Instagram uh, wrong. Hit, hit the like. I said that one. Don't be wrong. Uh, hit that like. Hit that Instagram hit wrong. Subscribe. You, you said you said at the roughcut sports. Oh, there's. Cast? We can check the tape. We're checking the tape right uh, now. <laughs> I, I, be, I believe he actually did say at the Rough Cut Sportscast, but he he one hundred percent said it wrong. I was reading it and it it didn't yeah. catch up. Okay. Yeah, see. Well, I was doing the thing. Go. I was slow. I said it right. I said it late. But well, either cool. way, you're beautiful, and I appreciate you, Dylan. Do you have any final words? 
Not really. I don't have any final words. Good. Good. I was really hoping you didn't. Aaron, <laughs> I will you say, any final I will say my final words or final thoughts for uh, the final countdown, but make sure you go to YouTube and subscribe. Fantastic. That's where I, that's, that's the real point here. Ladies and gentlemen, we are on a YouTube grind. I hope to see everyone in here tomorrow, live 8 30 PM Eastern time for fun and games Friday on YouTube. I, I understand if you're still on Facebook, I get but we want you guys, everyone that's watching right now, and tomorrow the at, <laughs> and the person that just came in and the person that just came in and the person, no, not doing that. Uh, tomorrow, 8.30 p.m. live Eastern time, Fun and Games Friday. Be there on YouTube. Support the show. Subscribe. Smash that subscribe button. Tell your friends. Share it. Help support the boys. That's what we all need. This show was brought to you by Made by Milani. With the great rough cut merch, you see it on my beautiful persons today. You saw it as I walked out for the first walkout in show history. Check that out. Thanks, support Dylan. the show. Buy the merch. Thanks, Dylan. We kind of knew that one was coming, though. Kind of knew that one was coming. Support the show. Head on over to our merch site. Support. Buy. Keep the show running. Keep the show running. We have to pay bills, too. It's final countdown time. Let's get into it. Adios, turd nuggets. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here.